0: Yeah.
1: got me fucked up. Um, me fucked up. This refrigerator in my house got me fucked up. Oh. <sighs> I got a lot of stuff going on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when did your power finally come back on? It came on not today. What day? Was that like late Tuesday? hmm or what day was that? That's how you? I think it was late Tuesday. It came on. Okay. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. So late Tuesday it came on, and then um, yesterday I walked into the house and it smelled like like babies throw up. Oh. Um. Yeah, it just smelled so bad. And so I called maintenance. It was like eight 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 thirty at night. I called maintenance and I'm like, Listen, my refrigerator is leaking. It got some stuff coming out the bottom of it and it smelled rancid. And so he was like, Uh okay, like I guess I'm on my way. And I'm like, I guess you are. Like, come get this stuff up. It smells. So whether like, <laughs> you walk you can smell it as soon as you walk in. So he fixed it. Apparently, when the power went out, it, like, um, the, the when they cut the power back on, the refrigerator right. back up, but the compressor did not. And so oh. it was, like, evaporating all the liquid. It was just gathering, and it started yeah. to smell. Yeah, it's so nasty. And then when I walked in today, it still smelled like that. So I had to go old school, and I went and got me some ammonia, and I got mm-hmm. me one, one of them little mops with the strings on it. And I went to um, work. Listen. I <laughs> Ain't nothing like that because um, Mr. Barack here, he got me fucked up again. Because oh, um, he got his new cage this week. And yes. um, at first I was like, oh, I wasn't going to crave train him. But then I was like, as as that, this motherfucker is going to be huge. I need him under control. Yeah, um, right? he's American bulldog. A bulldog, bulldog, bulldog. I like to say yeah, I crate train my pet. Mm-hmm. And he's headstrong, and he's, you know, rambunctious, and he's male. You know, he's just, you know, he's 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 wonderful. But at the same time, it's like little little nigga, don't try me because it's mm-hmm. my house, okay? And you're the pet. Um, I'm just no. <laughs> If you ever had a male dog, you know they can try to take over your house. And yes, um uh, Yeah. Like know. they Oh yeah, they will they will play. So I'm trying to get him to stop pooping in the house and stuff and so I was like, Okay, you're in your crate, this is where you live. I put his food in there, like you don't know, shit where you, shit where you eat. Whew. Okay. This nigga tried and he took a dump in that motherfucker, okay? Crate. In the crate, yes, he did, and um I was just over it because he got he stepped in it, it got on his paw, and he was scratching the side of the crate, so it was like shit coming through the oh my god shit everywhere, and I was done. Oh my god, I was over it. I put hands on my on pu- my puppy. like we boxed, because I was like, you know what? I'm not ever cleaning no shit up like this again, right, ever, and we boxed, and so I taught him a lesson. I took all his stuff out of his crate, so he just has a mat in there and one toy, and um, I let him out to eat. I let him out to go outside and poop, but for the most part, nope, I locked it down. He's on lockdown, and it's not that, you know, he kind of took to the crate at first. He doesn't mind being in there. He's like, oh, this is nice, because I had to really set up nice at first. And Uh he has some nice mats and everything. And, you know, it's a comfy little spot. But he just, you know, I I was like, you know, you're going to live here. And at first, I was like, the minute he would do something in there, I would be real quick to clean it out. But maybe I'll wait five minutes before I clean it out and really make him sit in there with his shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, you sitting there with that shit for a little bit. And you really think about where you're shitting and, and who's going to live with that because, you know what, I don't have to clean this shit, but I can't. I can't have that. That thing's talking in the arms the angel starts playing. Girl, anybody got time for that. He <laughs> may not do it anymore after that. Well, right. So today he, um, has, he only did it once and okay. he hasn't done it again, but I'm also making sure that I do take him out and let him have good playtime before he gets crated. Because his breed is no, his breed is like an outdoor dog. I'm just saying, maybe he just can't. Maybe he's a senior citizen in spirit, and he just can't hold his bowels. No, no, he's only eight weeks old. I'm do. I'm also putting a lot of pressure on him. He's eight weeks old. Like he's literally two months. But the thing about it is because of his size. Huh? You're a helicopter dog parent. I am. I really am. My neighbor was making fun of me today. The tiger, the tiger mom. (laughs) I am a tiger mom. I am a tiger mom as far as his training. I expect him to excel at everything. But because of his size, no, he's not small. Like, he's gotten bigger. He's only been here two weeks. That little nigga got big. Yeah. I got him when he was six weeks old. He's eight weeks old. And I swear to God, he's put on like 15 pounds. He's big. So I was like, oh, he's you feed him all day? Not all day, no. No, no, not all day. Because that's also another reason why I was like, you shit so goddamn much I was like, I must be feeding you too much. Because the bag says to give him like a certain amount every day. So I right. was trying to break up the portions. But sometimes he'd be looking at me, he'd be like, This, like <laughs> you better put another scoop in there. <laughs> yeah, and you know to take his bowl up when he's finished. Yep. Yeah. I do now. I do. And mm-hmm. um when he finishes I take him right outside and I don't let him back in to eat shit.
2: So yeah. I'm like
1: no. And I'm just looking at the the pile of the size of the piles of his shit and he's leaving at eight weeks old. and I'm like, Oh fuck no. I'm not cleaning that mess up off my carpet. Ooh, he got a grown man bow. <sighs> and he likes to eat shit off the anyway, enough about this goddamn dog. Um <laughs> That's my baby, but he's a full grown nigga. Like Yeah. Don't let him try you two K fifteen. He's not gonna try me two K sixteen because it's um it's funny. Um, my neighbor has a bully pit and like this other dog is like a hybrid of like golden retriever, pit bull, and, like a whole bunch of other stuff. That's a hunting dog. Like that dog kicks off in the woods after deers and mm-hmm. If you could tell that's like a, a real live hunting dog, but they're older. And then mm-hmm. there's another dog in our neighborhood. He is like one years old, but this dog is like the size of a full grown, like Dalmatian, And he's not done growing. And I can't remember what breed he is, but he's going to be big as hell too. So the good thing is a lot of people in my neighborhood have big dogs. So I have people around me who really they really come and play with my dog and help me socialize him with the other dogs and the kids, because I don't want him to be attacking people. Um, As he gets older, he's, I'm really working on his socialization. Um, And, you know, just kind of getting him acclimated to the other dogs in the neighborhood. So they're not adversarial to each other as he gets bigger. I he his name is broad. Like, I feel like, He's already above them. Like, he's just not on their level. So, so funny story. <laughs> if he wants to be standoffish, I would be if my name was brought up. Well, funny story. My neighbor's dog is a girl, but she's like a Yorkie Poo or some shit. And she just saw my dog and was all trying to, you know, flirt sniff on him. And I was like, you can't mess with her. That's going to be out of sleaze. Like, what the hell? That bitch a hoe. Listen, I didn't say all that, but I know for a fact she had to get a flea dip a time or two. That's why I was like, nah. Uh-huh. And
0: please
1: <laughs> <laughs> <me> shut up. <laughs> we
0: totally to respect
1: hoes, okay? You do what um, you want to do right. Trust me, I'm a retired hoe. I'm whole positive, okay? All I'm saying is, is, you know, his name is Barack, and he's only fucking with these Michelles out here in these streets. It's not a okay. game. Okay. That's And a, a world full of Kim Kardashians get you a Michelle, okay? Okay. And a dog the dog next door is white. Oh, fuck no. Mm mm. Oh, yeah. No dark Susan. <laughs> <laughs> no more cold, I'm black. Listen, I'm raising black excellence, okay? I can't handle this shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Okay. Did anybody else get you fucked up out here in these streets this week? Yes, let me tell you. So, I had to go to IT. I had this hard drive, so I had to go to them to get these images um extracted off of you, uh-huh. and uh, it's like a whole new process now you have to walk down to their little lair and knock on the door and wait for the man uh-huh. you gotta sign stuff and all this so i'm like ugh, i hate these geeks so i go in there and they're playing <laughs> um what's the song how do you want it How does uh-huh. that one they're playing mm-hmm. that one not the unedited version and the little Mexican answers the door. He's she's on this planet, and all you hear is nigga this and nigga that and nigga this and this him the little Mexican and a whole bunch of white IT people playing oh, nigga this.
0: No.
1: And I walk they in. They playing it. it. Were they singing the lyrics? Yes. <laughs> and so wow. then he turns he turns it down because I'm in there, and I'm like, this is really fucked up. Like I would totally go to HR about this but I have bigger fish to fry right now like I just can't I can't be bothered with this issue but this is totally fucked up oh my god and they just see okay I went to the what was it the Hard Knock Life tour many 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 moons ago with 50 Cent and Jay Z and Fabulous and all these people and yeah. it was in um Brichow, out Al Virginia and it's a hip-hop festival, so I'm thinking out Virginia. So I'm like, all right, niggas going to travel. But they was like, nah, that's too far. Girl, mm-hmm. I get up in there. It's a bunch of white people. And, of course, Jay-Z hits, Jigga, my nigga. And this white girl standing next to me is like, my nigga. And I look at her like, no, absolutely, and it's just like ever since then, I just have had an issue with people who listen to rap music non non black people, people of color. Right, I do and they just too. Be like, busting with the N word, it's like that's a character flaw to me. I don't know, I can't. I, yeah, I don't like it either like around here, so. Okay, of course we're in the South. So around here, you know, a lot of dudes, like, they drive the older cars, they jack them up, and they put the rims mm-hmm. on it, all these colors, and they have all these speakers, and mm-hmm. they're rap music. To me, that's normal for black boys from the South or men from the South. But now yep. it's like white boys are starting to do it, and it's bothering me. Like, I don't like it. I don't, I'm sorry. Call it what you want. No, you can't enjoy our music. You can't. You don't understand it anyway because you don't know what they're talking about. You've never experienced anything they're talking about. So, no, you can't listen. You can't participate. That's just how I feel. It it, it infuriates me. It really does. And then I know you're saying, nigga, when you're not around me. I know you're saying it. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the thing about it is, for me, is, like, if you're going to participate, I need you to have reverence for the culture because, um, a long time ago, the very first real world, I don't know if anybody remembers uh, the cast. It was Kevin Powell, who's like a congressman um, or a councilman in Brooklyn now. Um, he was, he was on it. Huh? Was this the one with Tammy Roman? No, honey. The very first one with Heather B and um, Kevin Powell and Eric. The very, yeah, I, very first sprint. it's um, like thirty years old, but it's like the first real world. I remember Heather B because she couldn't catch a deal to save her life. Oh, oh yeah. girl. All glogs down, honey. But Heather B, she's on the radio with <laughs> two way, so you know, I still dig her up. I love Heather B and I remember she had a crush on Larry Johnson, but I digress. <laughs> because I'm making my point. Um He was talking to the white boy, Eric, and Eric was the white boy who did the dance show on MTV, Eric's dance moves and stuff, and he used to do the black dances and, you know, was all into hip-hop and stuff, and Uh Kevin had a problem with him, and Kevin was like, young, like, you walk around, you know, wearing my culture, and he was like, what do you know about black culture other than basketball and rap? Right. Like, have you read Zora Neale Hurston? Do you know who um, W.E.B. Bois is? Do you know, you know, what the talented 10th is? Do you know about, you know, slave narratives and what that means? Like, do what do you know? And right. it's like, you know, back then he was the angry black man because he was questioning, like, no, like, this is not a game for me. Like, this is my culture. This is who I am. And people live and die because of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because the police see you dressed in hip-hop apparel, I'm assuming that you're a criminal. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, this is not a game. And you're just coming in. You're, you know, using it for the moment. You've got your little show on TV. He's like, how many niggas in the hood can dance better than you? And they're exactly. never going And that's and the so, thing about these videos that have been popping up lately of all these, quote-unquote, white people that caught the beat. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not celebrating you. You don't get a round of applause because you caught the beat, because you can do this dance, and you're you're being celebrated, and there's 100 other black men and women that can dance way better than you. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not celebrating that. I don't share the videos, I don't comment on them, and I do not like them because, no, you don't get proud. You know, so that for me, my thing is, it's like if you're in my culture, it's like, you know, I remember I made a post, Because, like I said, I have people in my life who are Caucasian. I love them dearly. But, you know, (laughs) some of them um, may or may not be in relationships with African-Americans. And my thing is, like, when Mike Brown is happening, when um, Philando Castile is happening, when – did I say his name right? Philando. Okay. And um, when um, Terrence Sterling is happening – why aren't you comment, commenting? How are, how are you right. still so silent with this and you have children who are half black? You know, I remember... It was time to be a nigga. Girl, I remember I was in Baltimore working at this restaurant and this lady, she was white as the driven snow and her son was clearly black. He was dark, like darker than the brown in the bag and he had big curly black hair and he was just the most adorable little boy. Mm-hmm. But he, you could look at him and you could tell like, that little nigga black. Because I was, yeah. like, we were in Baltimore, and i never forget, it was this black dude in there. You know, niggas. He was like, oh, that little nigga, what's up, little nigga? Like, <laughs> 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 like I busted like, up because it's real. Like, you live in Baltimore, ma'am, and you right. have a black ass son. And I remember, I was like, yeah, her son. I was like, oh, he's black. And she was like, well, he's black one, too. I looked at her like, this, he black. He's <laughs> black. Like, tell you something. Yes, clearly he's, like, he he's made, like, a bunch of Spanish people going to walk up to him and start busting out Spanish and Portuguese. That's yeah. a given. But at the end of the day, in Baltimore, he's black. Right. And I was like, and you're not helping him no. by, well, he's half white, like, because don't nobody care about that. Doesn't he? <laughs> right. <laughs> especially if you're not around. And if you are around, it still means nothing. And right. I was, like, trying to break it, it down still for her. Right, because she's like, his dad, you know, he's black. But, I mean, everyone keeps blowing up to him and saying he's black. I'm like, girl, because he is black. And I'm like, first of all, what's wrong with being black? Why are you right. acting like someone insulted your son? Because they called him what he looked like. I'm like, that's okay. the first thing you have to stop doing is reacting like that when somebody calls your son black. And don't that's teach awesome. him that there's anything wrong with that. And then, too, right. I was like, well, let's play this game. Because she had her nephew, um, the other little boy there, and he was white. Her sister's son. He was mm-hmm. all white blonde hair, green eyes, and just a white male. And mm-hmm. I was like, say, for instance, they go out joyriding one day, they like, they don't even steal the car. Their friend comes around and, like, I just stole the car, come ride with me. I said, how are you going to explain to his son, your son that if they get caught, his cousin is not going to do any jail time, but he's got to do six months. And maybe the right. boy who stole the car was white, too. And everybody gets community service, but your son has to go to jail. Right. He has to do six months in Judy. And he didn't even steal the car; he was just there. How do you right. explain that to them? And she just was like, "Well, I, I, I was like, see, even back then in my twenties, girl, I was always, you know, was woke. Just, yes, honey, it was. It's just that this is going to an HBC, you you always gonna be woke. And I was, I mean, right. it was just it was just little things like that where I noticed, you know, like I like if somebody referred to her son as black, she's like, "Well, he's half white." I'm like, "Girl, first of all, I need you to stop I'm acting like black is an insult. Right? It's not an it's insult. He's black. Word, like." Right, like, well, he's half white, like, that makes half a difference. It doesn't. And so, for me, that's my thing. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to be in the culture, no more than just black people eat fried chicken. And, I mean, I've even had white people, you know, who were hood adjacent trying to say, oh, well, you're not black because, you know. I was like, well, first of all, motherfucker, I'm from the suburbs. I didn't grow up in the city, and I grew up in a black suburb at that. You don't tell me how, you don't fix your mouth to tell me how to be black. Right. Oh, you're not like those black people. Oh, you're so articulate. You're so articulate. You speak so well. My you're so boy, smart. You read books and stuff. You know, regular black people don't read books. Bob, wow, you really know how to pronounce that word? And it's like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, I mean, and living in Baltimore, it was very, 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 very. Yeah, because, so, I mean, they would just be like, wow, like, you're not from around here, are you? And I would look like, what are you talking about? And they'd be like, you mm-hmm. just, you're different. Like, they'd be mm-hmm. like, you're not from around here. And I'm like, that's rude. Yep. I, I was like, that. I'm getting an education here. I'm going to one of the best HBCUs in the damn state. It's number two behind College Park for engineering. Like come on now, like, it just, there's a lot of things to be, you know, that people do that they just don't realize they do, but for me, I don't, I'm not going to take you seriously if you're you know, white and you don't know if you've never read Why the Cage Bird Things, if you've never read a piece of black literature, like if you've never seen The Imitation of Life, don't come to me and talk you know me. Don't, And I mean, and then really cry because you felt you you were angry with that daughter the whole time. That's a horrible-ass movie. It was awful, but that really made me cry. Though, I didn't cry. I was like, you stupid bitch. This is what mm-hmm. happens. This is what happens. You try to play black people to the left and look at you. You got played. That's my uh, mama. That's my mama. Listen. Because <laughs> I, I felt I can't bad stand for her it. in the end, but I still hated her because I was like, "Girl, like all you had to do was come me about your mama." But that's right. really legit how it was back then. Like, if you could pass for white, anything. Because being black was that fucking bad. It was right. that fucking difficult. It was that fucking hard. Like, no people left their families and never saw them again because, like, no, I can't live like this. Right. And if you can pass, pass. And, yeah, like, that's real. So, like, no, if you don't get that concept and understand, don't be in my culture. And that's how right. I feel about it. It's just, like, I don't be walking around, you know, appropriating other people's cultures. Like, I can appreciate it, you know, but I'm not going – this. like, now that I know better also, there's, like, I would not ever um, – walk into a Japanese person's house with my shoes on. Like I mean now that she, right. I know better and I'm learning about people's culture. Like there's a Well, I like, am Japanese but don't walk into my house with your shoes on. That's nasty. Listen. Listen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am adding that tradition. I think that's a beautiful custom that they have but no, like when you like I take the time to learn about other people's cultures and listen because people really do wear blackness like a garb, like a like a coat. Mm-hmm. You put it on, you put it yes. off, like Pink. And they take it off when they get home. Yeah, like Pink. When she first came out, she was a straight-up R&B artist. Well, I heard, but see, I heard that was Diddy's fault, though. That wasn't her Diddy fault. Diddy like or she wanted to, I thought I heard it was Diddy because she wanted to do rock, and they told her that mm-hmm. it wouldn't sell, and they put her on the R&B track. And I guess after she fulfilled whatever she had to fulfill, then she she became her true authentic self. Well, see, the thing about it is, I like her second album, Misunderstood, better than her first one. But she was, like, if you walk up to any black girl and talk about Pink, they're going to be like, there you go. Like, everyone knows that when she threw mm-hmm. that motorcycle through the window. Like, everyone knows that, Pink. Right. But maybe she isn't the best example. But I, to me, it just kind of seemed like, okay, she did it to go on. Well, maybe Lo is the best example. When she needed to get, you know, into the music game with her non singing dance, she was very you know, yeah, but girl. She can get back on the 6 and go all the way to hell. I don't. Nope, I'm not here for her. That all, I'm still not over there all that matter. I feel some type of way. I'll never let that down. Like, girl, yeah. you had big fun in them. your video. I expect more from you. Uh-uh.
0: Nope, okay. nope. Girl, but
1: <laughs> we can't go through. So, at work, what, like, you got what you needed, but, like, what are you going to do when you get back? Like, how are you going to resolve this? I'm not, because I have, like, here's the thing. While that is very important and it is a big deal, and first off, it's too late for me to address it now. Mm -hmm. And while it is a big deal, I have an even bigger deal that we, that my team is having to work through. So as far as, like, our management and stuff. So I just can't, like, be, I can't be having all these HR cases open. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it goes back to the, the the earlier conversation I had with you about, like, being seen as the the, the problemsome black woman. You know what I mean? Like, always in HR. Mm-hmm. Because when I do try to move up, I don't want this coming back to bite me in my ass. So I have to pick and choose which issues. Now, if I go back in there, because I got to go back in there tomorrow. If I go back in there and they're doing this shit again, I'm going to take it upon myself to be like, listen, you need to cut that shit out. That's not cool. Because I feel like I can say this because you just play niggas. So that that's how I'm going to handle that. I'm not going to take it to HR. I can, I can fix that if I hear it again. But this other issue that my team got going on, child, we got to fix this because it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just... sorry, but the next time I go up in there, I'm going to eyeball everybody and let them know that <laughs> I am and <laughs> exactly pleased. With what it, what, it, what I saw, they're gonna know. And whenever I come yeah. in, they're gonna know. Turn that shit down. Whatever that you listen to, tighten up. Right. That's why I'm saying if I if I go in there when I go in there tomorrow and he's playing it again, I'm I will talk to him. I don't have a problem doing that. Oh, honey, let me tell you. Cause I had to let my sexual harasser know. I told y'all about that, didn't I? That dude who kept um touching you or calling you um, by your first name or baby or something? He was calling me he would call me beautiful or baby mm-hmm. or um I told I think I told y'all he was calling me girl at one point and I oh, had to let girl. him know to call me by girl my name. is a white racist word. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I had to let him know, like call me by my name. He's like, Why? Mm-hmm. Are you offended? Yes. yes
0: absolutely
1: <laughs> and from then on he called me by my name <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. he
1: makes sure he calls me by my name so <laughs> I got one down a whole bunch more to go kicking systematic racism in the ass Listen, one person one, at a time <laughs> one, one, one person at a time okay All right. because you <laughs> know <laughs> I got one more okay <laughs> So you know I'm dating, right? Okay, and yes. I give my number out all the time. Like that's that's part of my dating strategy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I give my number out. I, I I know, I know, I know. But you never know. This like, makes a lot. This makes a lot of sense now. Okay, go What? Ahead.
0: Because like.
1: Yes. So remember when like um, I was like, hey, I need such and such. And you were like, Oh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna give them the number and I was like, No, don't get my number out <laughs> Like, now it makes sense. You're okay no, was with like No, I'm not. It's different. Um, okay. We were trying to do listen, we can't talk about this one. I know. Wow. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> hi, hi, hi. That was different. That was different. Okay, okay. Listen, okay. we were trying to listen. We were trying to get you to the to the to the, to the to the get down, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that's why I was like, Well, if you want me to give me your number, that's why I but I told you. Like, okay, I'll right. give you your number. You were like, No, don't. That's like, okay. That's why <laughs> I'm I am very particular something. about who I give my number to. Right. And that's why some people are not. I'm particularly who I give my number to, out to, but because I'm dating, I just give my number out to guys who, you know, either I approach or who approach me. I'm not turning anybody down as far as being able to contact me because my block game is strong. i will block. So wait, so, problem. okay, you're, you said you, okay, so if you are interested, then you give the mm-hmm. number, but not Absolutely. just a guy approaches you and you're not interested, you're not giving him your number. Oh, I'll tell him, like, oh, I have a boyfriend, or no, I'm seeing okay. him, or nah, like, yeah, but, like, for okay. the most part, like, if he looks, you know, halfway decent and has some kind of conversation, like, you know, at least my initial screening process, like, I don't get a, a crazy vibe from him, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll give you my number, like, we'll see, like, if, you know, we can continue the conversation, so, um, if you're in the dating game in 2016, you know it's some bullshit, mm-hmm. right, like, these niggas, first of all, it's a lot of hurt niggas out here, okay, I used to be on the sugar daddy track, but I was like, I'm tired of the sugar daddy thing, number one. Number two, I'm physically attracted to men in my own age group. I've dated older men, but they didn't look older. Like, Mm -hmm. they may have been 40-something, but they could pass for, like, 37.
0: Okay.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be bent over and, like, have bad knees and, no, no. Y'all, got you keep your shit you. can't struggle with a cane. <laughs> listen, I'll kick that cane off of under you and beat you <laughs> with listen. that. <laughs> I don't listen. I'm terrible. But anywho, so I get a text. Okay, here's the thing. Normally, like, I'm very upfront with, with dudes, like, when I'm dating and I'm, you know, interested. I tell them, first and foremost, certain things. I'm only entertaining dudes who I can be serious with. Mm -hmm. If you're not serious, I'm telling you now, I'm looking to be serious, so don't waste my time. For the most part, I've been fairly successful with this approach because nine times out of ten what will happen, either the dude will stop calling and stop texting me, which is fine. I've learned to deal with that whole thing. I realize Mm -hmm. if a nigga stops texting me or stop calling, nine times out of ten he's doing me a favor.
0: Right. Because he
1: knows I'm not trying to do all that. I'm just here for this. And, you know, there's that.
0: Right.
1: Then there are a lot of hurt niggas out here, like, oh, my gosh, I've dated dudes, they are so goddamn hurt. They just don't understand, like, how could she do this to me? And it's like, my nigga uh, put the fuck together.
0: Right. Why?
1: Somebody <laughs> is like, up? they, you know, get their heart broken or it doesn't work out, and they literally, like, there are a lot of dudes out here who are baby mamas in spirit, <laughs> and it's terrible, okay? Then mm-hmm. it's the niggas that try it, the perpetual line separate. And this is who got me fucked up because oh. I was sitting in my room writing my business and a text comes through my phone, and I'm thinking it's my sister or, like, my friends or somebody with plans, and it's some nigga talk about some yo. Yeah. I was like... I don't do this because what ha- happened was i approached this guy like what's up like i see you out here in the street i'm liking what i'm seeing i'm i'm curious i want to know a little bit more about you
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so we had a couple conversations and you know he came out like you know i'm i'm serious like i'm only you know trying to date people who are doing you know this is that. you know so it's for all of purposes for me this sounds like a productive conversation like okay it sounds like we could be at least on the same page as far as we're not going to bullshit each other we're going to hang out spend some time together and then from there we'll decide if we want to take it any further and that's just Mm -hmm. pretty much what I'm on like I'm like I don't I don't want your money like I'm not asking for money Granted, I'm not going to turn down no meals but (laughs) (laughs) for the most part I'm only asking for time. I'm not Mm -hmm. asking for anything other than time. And -hmm. a lot of these dudes, when they hear that, they're like, well, oh, well, you know, I got laid off the doctor last week. And I'm like, motherfucker, you better get on this group pause and flourish out here with these activities. Like, I don't understand. Right. It doesn't take much but an imagination. Literally, like, I have planned dates. And I went to Living Social, and I found shit that we could do for free. Right. And I've had a blast. Like we, like I've had to like meet me here and let's go to just and like we've had fun. Like just off the free ninety nine. Keep mm-hmm. a keep a little um, portable chair in your car and a blanket. Mm-hmm. Anything goes on a Saturday. It's all good out here in the street. Listen, it's, it's so of- simple. A lot of museums are like free.
0: free. So yes. I know around here,
1: so you can go to the museums then you could pack mm-hmm. a picnic basket, take your yep. ass to the park, lay out a blanket, mm-hmm. put some mm-hmm. fruits in that shit, put and some just, uh, get you some cheap ass barefoot wine. Like it's yep. not hard. For twenty dollars you can you can flip you can a date out. so nice. Right. Like come on for twenty dollars. You're not right. no. Hi, right. and it's like, my neighbor. Like I'm not at like just bring your conversation. Bring your, your best conversation. Right. Bring my hand at the forty nine cent ice cream cone from McDonald's and let's walk on the strip. Like you're yep. not trying. You're not. Right. It's really simple. Like just have a good conversation. Like for me, a good conversation, I'm hooked. Yes, if you can keep me engaged, like, we can talk about stuff, if we can laugh, if we can exchange ideas, if we can really, like, just talk, I'm hooked. I like to talk. I like talking. I'm hooked. Mm -hmm. If we can just talk, trust me, sex is going to happen. I don't have no qualms about fucking. I'm not prudish. I know what I like, I know what I don't like, and I'm not squeamish. But right. damn, at least get my juices going and that's really all I'm saying. Like let me, you know, mentally like, wow, like he's an interesting guy. You know, whether, you know, if I get, you know, if it gets, you know, like in the evening time and I need to, you know, you know, the you know, do my thing, I'll give you a call, it's no problem. But at the same time, it's like be interesting, like right so back to my story. Oh, this nigga I always go off on <laughs> I know, I know. It's all good, though. But um, we were we had a couple conversations, and I was like, okay, well, when am I going to get to see you? And he was like, oh, well, we can do something this weekend. No problem. And he was like, you know, I can cook. And, you know, I was like, you going to cook me something? He was like, I'll fry you whatever you want. And I was like, ah. So I'm excited. Like, I'm about like, gonna this is going to cook. You going to kick it, whatever. He ended up doing a no-call, no-show. Right. (laughs) So I didn't trip. I didn't trip. I didn't trip. But he did send me, like, this little fluke-ass text the next day, like, oh, I'm sorry. Stuff happened with family and this and that and, um, you know, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm sorry things are happening, and I hope they get better. But I was Mm -hmm. like, please don't waste my time. And he was like, no, I respect time. I said, no, you don't respect my time. I said, because you could have told me that you weren't going to be able to, you know, make it when I sent you a text to confirm that we had plans. Right. So I was like, uh-uh, no. Because you so, could have whatever you was doing to reply. Like you weren't doing something mm, It wasn't that deep. It just wasn't. Right. And it never will be that deep. You got the text. Because right. we are all attached to our phones, right. so my thing was like, all right, Plus I just made it mean, cool. Right, I really didn't trip because I was like, you know what? I only had two conversations with this nigga. He oh, said okay. he was serious, but this was the most unserious thing he did. The last to reveal that that was a lie. Right, so I just, like, I didn't even, I wasn't even upset. I told him mm-hmm. how I felt right then and there. When well, he texted me, like, don't waste my time. And he was like, you're right. You know, he, he made the kind of, like, I'm sorry. And I was like, don't be sorry, be better. Yeah, don't like not be I don't, I
0: don't.
1: right, like I Right, like, no, you know what you did. So you're going to catch this fade real quick, and I'm going to move on. Right. But then he texted me, like, this was, like, two months ago. He texted me like, yo. And I was like, I was thinking of like, who the fuck is this? Who is this, right? So then I was like, and I couldn't remember who it was. So I was like, well, you can greet me better than this. Because anybody who sends me a text like, yo, we not cool like that, I'd be like, oh, you can do a much better job of greeting like this. And I do mm-hmm. make, make sure that I'd be like, no, you have to properly greet me via text or if you pick up the phone and call me, either or. You mm-hmm. have to properly greet me. I don't play games with these little niggas about that shit because right. they're just too casual and flippant with it. it. Right. And so I was, he was just like, um, good evening, how are you? I was like, one oh, fine. how are you? So, you know, we start a conversation, and it starts to come back to me like who it was. And he's like, oh, so what are you doing? I said, well, you know, we just finished eating dinner. Till it was Sunday. I was like, we just finished eating dinner. And um, get ready to wash dishes. And he was like, well, "What would you have?" So I told him what I made. And He was like, "Oh, I want a plate." And I was like, Phew. "I started like people in hell." Ice coffee. water, right? I started to say that, but I was like, um, "How are you just going to start the conversation and then start asking me for stuff like two nah. Do months later?" So, right. and so he pulled some little like, "I want a plate." I said, "That's cool." I want twelve million dollars in a donut. And he was like, I got you, or whatever. He was like, just come twerk for me every Thursday and Sunday. Now, I didn't know if he was playing or if he was serious, but by then I had had it. Because I was like, first of all, come twerk for you on Thursdays and Sunday, boo. Those aren't even girlfriend hours. (laughs) Thursday and Sunday. And you know I have kids, so Thursday night I'm doing homework. Sunday night I'm getting ready for Monday. Get the Mm -hmm. fuck out of here. Like, you ain't for real. And I was like, this nigga not serious. I was like, he don't take me serious. So I just replied, I'm not interested in what you're offering. Yes. And never heard from him again. Mm. But I was more offended, (coughs) Not because I really, truly dislike when people, like when you do stuff like that, like do a no call, no show, and then try to text me like a month later like nothing happened, I don't like people like that.
0: Right.
1: I don't like that kind of shit. Like, no, you know that, you know, at the minimum you could have been, for me, it would have been like, you know, hey, how you been? Sorry, I went and, you know, took care of my business, but now things are, you know, together. I want to catch up with you, you know, maybe get a rain check. That, for me, I would have gave him a second chance if he approached it that way. And mm-hmm. I would have respected it a little bit more because it's like, number one, you're acknowledging your behavior.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, at least, and you you know, you're redirecting off, it. Right, like this is how I plan to make things better so I can, you mm-hmm. know, kind of trust you a little bit. But when you offer me Thursday and Sunday, it's worked.
0: Didn't
1: get? <laughs> I was like, I'm not interested in what you're offering. Like,
0: fuck
1: them. <sighs> and I'm life. just so glad that it didn't devolve into anything. Like, he got the message right there. I don't know if he was playing or not, but I was like, you got me fucked up right Mm -hmm. like you just don't know this is not and this my thing is like because you took so long because i last talked to you two months ago the Mm -hmm. first two days of us talking you ain't allowed to play you got to come correctly you got to come with all seriousness you have to come with Mm -hmm. the corrective action plan or else we don't need to be talking because I'm too grown and I have kids and I have a job and I have a mortgage payment. And we ain't got jokes right now. We're not Listen, playing. Jokes don't don't put gas in the car. Right. Okay? I'm trying to build. And, I'm not trying to this same comic view. ass. Okay. I was like, mm, go somewhere and tear your ass because you tried it. <laughs> not
0: tear your mm-hmm. ass.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> tear your ass right down the middle. Because I was like, no, you didn't come over here attempting to waste more of my time. Right. And that's what I can't stand. Like, don't waste my time. That's how you get me fucked up. Like, don't waste my time. I don't know. (laughs) It's like, I won't say just men. I don't know if some of these people think that women are being Facetious when they say, "Hey, yeah. be be honest with me, be upfront with me." I don't think mm-hmm. they take that. Like I've always been the type when I was out there dating, like, "Hey, if you just want to fuck, then tell me hey off that. the rip, so I know yep. what's going on." But don't play me like we're building something, and then come to find out years down the line. That this was all for fun, like, or even months down the line, this was all for fun. Like, tell me up front. And I don't think that a lot of, especially men, I don't think they take that serious. I think that what a lot of guys um, think is that when we say that, that of course it's what you're going to say because mm-hmm. you don't want me to think you're off. Or I don't a damn what a you We all got to get our
0: off.
1: Listen, but a lot of women do play that role. It's like they're not just gonna come out and be like, I want I just wanna suck some dick tonight. They're not gonna do that. They're to beat around the bush, they're gonna play the game. And that's right. And I get it sis, but you're still not helping yourself because Yeah, you're wasting time. You're wasting his time because girl, once he hears you talk about well, where are we going with this and he looks at you like, bitch, I just want my dick to no. Right. <laughs> right. Or you, you or didn't lay it out from the beginning. Mm hmm. But a lot of times they're like, "Oh, that's just what she's saying because she only think I'm a, hoe. I'm, is she a hoe or mm-hmm. whatever." So they 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 don't take you seriously because you turn right around and fuck them. And I honestly, wow. the reality was, I did have to stop sleeping with you. <laughs> well, not all of them, but all of them. Like we had mm-hmm. to end things. It was like, the, yeah. No. That's another thing. I had um, an experience with a week call where. He really thought that we were gonna be blue balls forever, and I was like, you know that blue balls have an expiration date. Right. And that's another thing, like niggas don't like. Listen, if you're fucking somebody and you're going on like year number two, it's just sex. Stop. Just stop. Right. It's not. uh, Just stop. If, If it's just sex, you you fuck them no more than three times, and that's it. You never talk to them again. Right. And this one dude didn't understand. I was like, my nigga. <laughs> this has gotten me into trouble over the years because dudes would be like, Oh <coughs> <Let> me. <coughs> Shit.
0: <laughs> <Hold on. laughs>
1: I had this nigga, it was so it was awful. He was all kinda like, Yeah, I'm trying to give it to you, whatever, whatever. He wanted things to be casual. And I was, at the time, I didn't have children. So I was like, oh, you want to be casual? I was like, oh, okay, fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we got together a couple times, whatever. And um, he came, like a couple, it was a couple times. We had done it like a couple times, like three, four times,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: not like on a regular basis or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there were t- it was time in between each time we saw each other. And so he was like, came to me one day and was like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to extend this, you know, and, and, and you know, keep this going. And I was like, what is this exactly? Yeah. And he was like, this is what we do. And I was like, okay, see, no, because you said you just wanted it to be casual. And I agreed to a casual relationship with you, but, I'm really not interested in it going any further right. than this. <laughs> We're, We're not extending this trial offer. Listen, because, you know, he was, first of all, he wasn't that interested, number one. Number two, mm-hmm. I wasn't really all that excited with him or his sex. So it was just like, okay, after mm-hmm. a while, I was like, okay, I'm just fucking this nigga to be fucking up. And I was like, I don't have time for this. Like, oh, I've got papers to write. <laughs> Listen, I've got papers to write. I've got clubs to attend. I got ass to shake, money to make, chicken to bake. Like, I've got things <laughs> that need to, you know, happen here in these streets. And so I gave him this walking there. was like, you know, I we'll wanted to do this one more. And he really was just offended. <laughs> like,
0: why? I was just,
1: like, Why
0: are you so mad that nobody wants
1: you right now? I'm sure someone else no, does. It was like, nigga, just go fuck somebody else. Right. It could all be so simple. Listen, it's like these dudes, they complain about women. And, yes, women are wishy-washy. But these niggas out here, they don't know what to do. And it's sad because, like I said, like they just have not evolved. A lot of dudes really think, like, you're just going to get a woman, you're going to settle down, she's going to take everything in the house and you just bring home a check. And it's like, no, it's not how any of this works. You need to have a conversation with her about how y'all going to mm-hmm. live.
0: Mm-hmm. And listen
1: to what she says. And take it, take it serious. Mm. <laughs> and a lot that of them, they don't sense. know how to build or have that conversation. And it's just strange. It's strange. Yeah, it's difficult. strange. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. All I know is I just couldn't believe he texted me. And I was like, <laughs> but anyway, let's our like, who is this? I don't, I don't know. I you know. Is. Listen, I played the game, I did, but it was just me you know it was really just me kind of you know, I guess because I'm a sage, sometimes I have to reaffirm what I know, and i mm-hmm. and it it can be <laughs> consuming for me, mm-hmm. it can, but it's like I know it's bullshit, but sometimes I just let myself bullshit, yeah, just entertain you know. Me.
0: <laughs>
1: I just got it of <laughs> the just to see and once it's the bullshit that's when I was like oh nope Mm-mm. I mm-hmm. don't entertain it that's one thing also too I think because I do that I'm way better at detecting it and shutting it down but yeah. still I want to get to the point where I just like okay girl you see it coming like just walk away now but I always got to just you know pluck one more string <laughs> <laughs> pray for me y'all pray for me Okay, girl, you see the tub. Mm-hmm. Keep Let's going. Let's get into Queen sugar. Girl, uh, so, okay, how awful was yesterday's episode? Okay, so y'all know me, and y'all know I've been hating on Ava. I wasn't seeing it for her, <laughs> but she delivered, okay? She delivered. That show was so good. It was oh my gosh. I watched it the whole entire time. Like I didn't start playing on my phone. I didn't walk away. I I paid attention the entire time. Like mm-hmm. she evoked so many emotions. I wanted to slap Charlie a little bit.
0: Oh. Oh. Okay. okay.
1: Okay. Well, um, from the top is um, Ralph Anthony getting a visit from his parole officer. So I think the parole officer's waves are sexy. I love a nigga with waves, like a strong wave, like, yeah. Like, you know, the, the waves no so cut strong. season like, with the deep waves. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> to snatch up your Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> like, you know when a nigga got waves and his grade is that real nice where it, like, sticks up in the front and shit? You know what I'm talking about? hmm Okay. So I, that's one thing about the PO I noticed. Even though he was getting on my nerves, I was like, he? out there looking like brown he got some waves on him you know and shit like ah so um he was getting on my nerves though because i was trying to figure out this is why what i was trying to figure out was he in on the, the flim flam scam i don't think maybe i don't think so though Cause I was like, okay, how was all this going on? Like the CO told him to go down there and apply for the job, and it's like, did he do it because he knew to do with hiring convicts, or did he know because that's he's getting a, he gets a cut? No, I think it was. I this is how I see it that the owner of that business specifically like reaches out to POs like, hey, we hire mm-hmm. convicts here, right? Because mm-hmm. I know, being that business owner, I can hire these convicts, I can dock their pay for whatever reason, whenever I want to, they can't do shit about it, because the convicts, and they can't quit, because they got to have this pay stuff, so they have to go back to jail. So that, and the fact that these convicts are more likely to run scams than just somebody walking off the street. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. So I see the PO just saying like, oh. You gotta have a taste of this nigga provide some. Go get you a job. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, I, I kind of was giving him a sign, was huh, Trying to understand what the fuck was happening, but it's all right. Um, yeah. I thought Ralph Anthony handled himself well as far as discussing, you know, like, fuck it, you know, stuff that he needed to do. Okay, the stuff he needed to, to do, first of all, was to get Blue back. That was a lot And I knew he wasn't going to get Blue back. Yeah, I knew I was she like, wasn't going to either. But when she laid nah. out the details of why, oh, I was like, Jesus. my God. Oh, God. was my I couldn't, God. That, did, that was too much. She was, like, she was like, dude, we need to tell them what they don't know. Because what they don't know is that your wife... What, what, was she in the barn? Was in the barn. The shed. Almost, oh, the shed, almost dead from overdosing with her baby laying beside her, almost dehydrated with some man sweating on top of her. They don't need to know that. hmm And I was like, Oh, you got him. She's staying getting him together. Yeah, when she pulled that out, I was like, Ralph Angel, just you know that you need to leave this shit right here. Because she, she was right. like, Yeah, it ain't even been a whole week. And Uh you really, because it was like somebody got to think about this baby, and I was like, "Yes, thank God for Auntie," because Mm -hmm. that is a lie. Blue, God only knows if anything happened to Blue. I hope not. I hope they don't do that. I can't. I can't. I can't take it Mm because Blue is my heart. You know, Blue. (laughs) Oh, he's so precious. I want him to win. Yeah, um, I want him to attend an HBCU. I want him <laughs> to just win. Oh, so um, but Raleigh you know, was like he would get Charlie to get him um signed up and the paperwork done, and you know, woo-woo-woo. and Charlie was literally doing the most from just beginning to the end. She was just well, she found out about October because for a and she tried to um sign for it or whatever. Okay. Two things that happened last night I was really excited about. One being when Charlie went to go um, talk to Tova, Tova was in there, laid out with um, Reagan or whatever. With Reagan Young. When they went, when she was all like, well, I didn't know if you wanted me to stay or not. And she was like, girl, stay. When they were in the garden, gardening and smoking weed, I was like, you know what? That sounds like something you would do and I was like It is something I would do. <laughs> I was like luxuriate no. in my garden
2: <laughs> I
1: just was over it. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I
0: said,
1: like, Look at Gooch and Pearl. I, was like, I would be smoking weed, picking tomatoes, like, come on. <laughs> I said, like, Look at Gooch and Pearl, I was through. Through <laughs> Over it, cause I know for a, I know for a good and black ass fact, if I lived in Louisiana, I would not be in no motherfucking garden. And I hear gardening is good for you, and they talk, and I've been reading articles about it. All I know is, is I try to plant in my front yard. And no, ma'am, no, never again, I will hire a gardener. Start, you need to start with a a resilient plant. But gardening is good for you because it's relaxing. And then another thing is um, if you have, like, mother issues or, like, um, if you're having conflict with your child, you should get a plant because you will nurture that plant. And it kind of helps you with... Nurturing your relationships with your parent, with your mom, or with your daughter. So that's something to consider. But I have a plant, and I don't have, no. But you also don't okay. have issues either. So, well, <laughs> so I was just
0: like, I mean, I, but I okay. This is for I people like- who have
1: mother issues. Get you a plant, oh. get you a garden. I would like to start an herb garden, like, something simple. Because, like, trying to shovel and be bent over, that was hard. Physically That's actually a good one. And you can do that in your house. You can do that with mason jars. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. Like, I was watching the video on how to regrow. Girl, we all on the tangent talking about gardening. Anyway, with these, <laughs> I was just, you know, trying to politi- be political, be politically correct, but I was like, that is so lesbian what they're doing. And I was it like, totally is, it was, is, it is full steam ahead with their whole shenanigans. But when Charlie came to her, <laughs> <laughs> ah, Charlie
0: said she jumped in that bucket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And she was like, I'm sick of you because, you know, she was saying Tova just jumps from her sanctimonious crisis to crisis and, you know, all her high horse and stuff like that. And she just looked, and then, of course, here comes Reagan coming around the corner talking about, Is there a problem here?
0: Like, girl, put to down. down. <laughs> Tova's like, No, that's my sister. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. She was really like, <laughs> Girl calm down i laughed i laughed it was like is it a problem i was like <laughs> i laughed like shit and charlie looked at her like <laughs> this ain't what you want <laughs> i'm like nah like oh hell to the mouth you better go somewhere and look her. like if you don't get out of here <laughs> i laughed um but I'm I'm glad T- Toba and Reagan are together. I hope they you know have more fun because I thought it was really nice how they took nephew out to the um, art exhibit. Yeah, It was nice. It was that was that nice. was a very good touch. It was great with um, Oscar and Michael and um, mm-hmm. Eric Gardner and Trayvon. It was really good. And I like how was, Ava is pulling from real life. She really is. And so the girl who was flirting with Ralph Angel, that's the girl who was flirting with Hollywood, right? Yes. Hello, Raggedy Ass. So uh, Hollywood came home and. Oh, wait. You didn't tell the people that uh, Ralph, Ralph Angelo smashed the homie. The girl, the bride? Yes.
0: They
1: did it? Yes. Okay, so hold on. Talk on that. Okay. <laughs> Remember when Aunt Vi came back to the diner? Yep. You saw how she walked in? Like, she just got fresh dick down. Like, <laughs> when she walked in, <laughs> and she was her like, I'm for my check. Like, I'm here for my check. This- uh, when <laughs> she walked in... <laughs> And she while she was freshly dicked down. Did you peep her when she walked? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So, um it was funny or whatever. She came like, I'm just gonna get my check. Like, I don't know if like I ain't coming back. Oh, girl. And then um what else happened? Oh, when Vi was talking she still had a whole big discernment, honey. Yes. <laughs> She still had on her way to discernment. She was talking to Charlie, and she was like, well, Charlie, Ralph Angel quit his job because she was like, you didn't know that they had that spring going on, and they just all went down. And if he stayed, he would have been going down too. So Because goes, Charlie tried to play him, like, because Ralph Angel mm-hmm. came to her and was like, listen, I need you to, basically, like, I'm trying to work this farm, and I need you to pay me for it because I, I need a pay stub. And if she would have listened to him, she would have, clearly understood what happened. So she'd go talking cash trash to Aunt Vi, talking about how Ralph Angel can't keep no job and he shouldn't have got fired or he shouldn't have quit. Mm-hmm. And then Aunt Vi told her what she told her and she had the drunkest of faces ever. And that's my thing mm-hmm. with her. You're so busy running off at the mouth and you'd be looking stupid at the end of the day. In every single situation. If you just shut the hell up and listen Oh makes. I just wanna cut her hair. No. <laughs> no. Oh, shut up. No, the she thing does, is with her, she, she, she really thinks she has the answers. She's that kind of she person. Like, this is how yeah. it is. She's very quick to say, okay, you did this before and this hot is. She doesn't have, she's not very really forgiving. The thing about it was, if she was paying attention, she would have picked up with that, um with the girl Goldie was putting down about her husband.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, girl, you
1: came in that situation all the way wrong. Like, you just knew she was out to get money and this was snapped. Like, no, girl, your man is not special. He's not no different. You really believed, you know, what you mm-hmm. were selling. And it was like, nah, that nigga's not even on the same game. Bl- blah, blah, blah. Game plan is you. This nigga is, like, right. on the road. He's doing what he want to do. Like, did you even agree to that? Like, what? <laughs> right. You don't know what's wrong. You look stupid right now. It was a lot. Uh-huh. and um, so okay Hollywood came back and when he did I thought it was so cute how him and Vi was just about to stop each other up like with biscuits <laughs> and um, Blue and the little son son that was funny she was like go to the ice cream shop he said what he told him, go to the ice cream shop and don't hurry back I was like that's so cute <laughs> I just I adore Hollywood and so then of course he's having a crawfish ball. And so that really looked like a good time. Listen, I'm all about I'm all about a southern pot. I'm all about some crabs and some crawfish. I wish I was there. Mm-hmm. I would've jumped in that electric flat line and I wouldn't have fucked it up. I just mm-hmm. it was Listen, wonderful. I would have been on them tables playing them cards, running my hands. Yes. Honey, honey, I would have had plates and plates and plates Yes. And I would have had brown liquor that night. I hope not Broussard from Jackie. I don't want you going crazy. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to drink that Panther Piss, okay? <laughs> no. I would try it one day. I mean, <clears throat> it's probably not in the liquor store, but... I'm going to find it. Like, I'm going to go to VH1.com and find it. <laughs> I'm sure she got, like, an Etsy account or something. But I'm i am going to try the Broussard and see oh what happens. If y'all see me running down the street in my drawers, it was from the Broussard. Let me tell you. Why? <laughs> why is that the go-to where everybody snap? you running down the street in your drawers. Like, why is that everybody's go <laughs> I was talking to my friend, we were talking about all niggas lunching out, lunching out and shit. He was like, yeah, that nigga jumped out the window. The window was closed, And he took all his clothes off first. I was like, nigga, why every time people lunch out, that's the first thing they do is get naked and, take, and jump they out They take their clothes window. off
0: because you'd be hot. You need some
1: air. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, no. So. Mm, so they had to a party. And I like this. I like this. Scene because it was like peak blackness and peak happy blackness.
2: So it this was, was like, Aunt
1: Vi's dress. was everything, but she couldn't walk she in served. them wedges. She She served uh, She She's a woman of a certain age, and mm-hmm. she just got dicked down too, so she was a little wobbly. It's okay. She should have put on okay. some sensible mules. She, she, <laughs> <laughs> she should have went Mercy Brown to the bullshit. I'm just saying. <laughs> Murphy
0: Brown, I
1: hate you. (laughs) I'm just making sense here. Like, there's nothing wrong with a sensible mule or a slingback. I'm just listen, girl. That's a part of the kitten heel ministry, and I cannot, (laughs) I will not. Hunty. You can stunt on no. a hoe in a one inch. No, you can't. No, you cannot. You tell that, that to Hillary. You said that to Hillary Clinton. You tell you something. <laughs> That's Hillary. That is her her ministry. You see, you see what she does for a living? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I will not. Listen, nope. y'all slay in y'all kitten heels, okay? Listen. Send me, send me some pictures of you and your kitten heels. <laughs> If you have kitten heels, there's nothing for us to talk about,
0: girl, me on you know, Facebook.
1: Jesus, a kitten heel. I despise kitten heels, honey. I know you do. Make sure you take cookies. Woo, And your woo. baddest outfit with your kitten heels and your slingback. Do it. That do is it for the disrespectful. Culture. In is so many ways. <laughs> it's just disrespectful. Uh, I would rather you wear a Chinese slipper from the um carryout. I would oh rather
0: Lord. the carryout you go still to got
1: them? <laughs> They got they got they got slides or whatever. They got stuff in the carry you know, you know the carryout got all that. They got the hookup. No, I do the supply got all that, but I carry out all <laughs> the Enjoy some. You can go to the carry out, and you can get batteries, stocks, you get all kinds of stuff. That's how our gas stations are. Our gas stations sell gas. They sell convenience items. They sell fried chicken. You can get you four white teas for, five, for $20. You can get a, a fitted cap. You can get a gold chain plated. You can get a silver chain. You can get <laughs> black blunts. <laughs> yep. You can get the freshest of malt liquors. Like, that's how our convenience stores are, and I love it. <laughs> so, how you live in a church town, but that's how your convenience stores out there rolling. What's going on, yes. <laughs> uh, girl? <laughs> I know if I go in there, I can get anything I need. Okay. So your incense, all of it. Anyway, that's to buy. Good to all by her her child she strutted though I give her that she totally strutted and I was here for every second of it but then here comes cousin Pam oh cousin Pam up the party and I watched um the week before last I watched that episode again and they did talk and he did tell her he moved on and was like the only reason why I'm still married to you is because so you can get the insurance is because you need this insurance as you need your needs. And that's mm-hmm. true. And so I was disappointed in Hollywood because she was going through an episode and something told me she was going to come and wasn't going to let it go because I guess her sister didn't come. Mm-hmm. Or something told me he should have left her in that hospital
0: where she mm-hmm. could have got
1: treatment, because she seemed to be far gone, at, you know, suicidal and all, right. all that kind of stuff, like do not discharge her.
0: Right, she, she needs, needs 24 to, you know, hours
1: supervision, right. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, he probably was just like, okay, your sister's on her way, wait for her to get there. And I guess, can, I don't know what happened with the sister, but she ended up back off her meds, clearly, mm-hmm. and, um, if she had just told that, maybe she may not have messed with him. But for but it if out you the way keep the whole conversation, <clears throat> because she came to the cookout, cousin Pam, and um, she kept saying, "Where's Hollywood? Where's Hollywood?" and so and um, that was like what's up like what's wrong and she was like where's Hollywood so she was like Hollywood she said your name what's going on so mm-hmm. like she wow. was so old school like who this bitch so mm-hmm. he was like this is my ex-wife and the Pam was like no we're still married and so uh, that was like still married like what's going on and he he if you notice he kept ex- every question she asked he explained it and she had no it, like she did not get upset she was even she she did not get upset until he said i'm gonna run her to baton rouge i'll be back and she said wait a minute hold up you mean to tell me every time you've been going to baton rouge you've been with her so you lied to me that is when she got upset this is the part that broke my heart was told, it made total sense to her. Okay, mm-hmm. you're married to her. Okay, well, I don't think it's ideal. I understand why. She needs insurance. She's standing in front of me. Clearly something is wrong with her. I get it. I understand mm-hmm. it. But now you're going to tell me that you've been lying to me this entire time? I can't take it no more. I can't do it. And so when she told him, ain't no need for you to come back. Oh. Just, Just go. And he uh- was like, I wanted to cry for him. Like, he didn't just, he did did not just, like, he he didn't, he wasn't, like, he didn't carry this like a nigga would. He was just like, what Mm -hmm. you mean? Like, you, like, don't do this. Like, don't break up with me right now. She was like, you need to go. And, like, this man had tears rolling from his eyes. And as he walked away, he was, like, crying. Like, was yeah. making noise, was audible. And I felt so bad for him because I understood it. But I also felt bad for Unvibe because, like, you lied it to was, her. It was in front of everybody. And yes. The whole town just, at the at the yeah. daggone crab ticket. And now they know that you ain't no shit. You just... <sighs> it, oh! You ain't no camp. Like, you... Like you're like all the rest, and I think that right. was the issue, because like even Sun was just like you need to take care of your business. Like I see, right. it was like he was woke to the to the bullshit because he was just like you know what of his my is out daddy. here doing shit. So I thought you were different, but you just like all these other dudes out here, and it it, it I, he was disappointed. Everybody was disappointed. Yes, because you really looked at Hollywood like he was different. Like oh he. Like, he's making Aunt Vi happy. And he's a good man. So, But I called it from the beginning, so. You did that. It. and <laughs> Told God he want shit. You know, I still want a, a nigga like Hollywood minus the Cousin Pam bullshit. Yeah. But, because I, I was like, where is this baby she's talking about? But, yeah. It. Well, she had a miscarriage. So it wasn't yeah. even, like, a newborn. And the fucked up part, when they was talking last week, she was like, Yeah, go on, I don't even like your ass no way. She was like, I don't like your ass even no way. So she was just like when she was medicated, she was like, Yeah, you're right, I ain't think about you. Right. But she just and then how it told the comes in with the clutch with the medication hug, like, girl, <laughs> she <gave her>. scared <laughs> oh. She gave her the you are unstable hug from behind. Yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing Charlie was acting pressed about her having her because if she didn't come, Lord that girl she and when she slapped Hollywood, all oh, I was like, "Oh hell, no, right, Vi um, was ready to turn up for Hollywood, like she should be putting her hands on you, this, and that's why I knew like when she when he was explaining everything. Like she was cool. She was like, "This makes sense to me. I'm okay with this." Mm-hmm. But when she when she just found out he was lying, it was over. It was over. Like whole I can not You've been like you've been. It's not like you've been leaving it out. You've been lying. Like I True. still believe omission. You know, omission is still lying to me, lying by but, omission. That's what he right. did. He lied yes, by omission. That's still a he lie to her. But you told me you was going to Baton Rouge, and you did not tell me that it was for your wife. And the thing uh-huh. about it was, he could have brought her with him, because yes. she just quit her job. So, but if she if he did, she would not have been able to save Ralph Anthony. Child, this shit. But right. still, he could have just brought her to the hospital and be like, "Look, this is my wife, but we not together because mm-hmm. you know she needs I mean, that- to be in the hospital." There's a lot like, of people walking around here who's married but not with it. You know what I mean? They've been separated for years, and right. they just ain't filed the paperwork yet. But they have not been together for years. That's why, to mm-hmm. me, it's like, okay, that I'm not mad over that. And this it bitch a little crazy. So. Right, but it just, it's just the way he did it, and she clearly was unstable. Mm-hmm. She clearly was. But if he just told the truth, and sometimes, like, you just got to lay it on the line. Just put your cards Mm -hmm. on the table, and a lot of people don't know that. It's like, you'd be surprised at how far you get, like, or if you just, just, if he just showed her. Right. Because it was times where, you know, he could have brought her with him, and he could have really explained it away from the public eye. So when this happened, you know, they could have handled it a whole lot better. Right. But yeah, I'm just sorry that Vi was hurt. And I'm sorry that Hollywood hurt itself. He when he started crying, I was hurt. It was it's hard to watch a grown man cry. It that is. Is the because men don't cry and so I thought this was really um an important detail that Ava decided to put in because men don't cry. They don't show their vulnerability and so to me, this just this is like it's possible. Like, y'all don't have to be so macho all the damn time. Y'all got feelings, too. Yeah, and if you love her, you love her. It's, it right. is what it is. And they love each other. Oh, it was so sad. But I want to see was, what her depression weed don't look like girl oh she gonna put that curly wig back on watch or is she gonna come through hold on though is she gonna come through with the scarf keep the wig of discernment on come oh. through with the scarf 11 years of Ugh. sacrifice yes you better come through way right into the tail <laughs> 11 years I was really? your white woman let me tell you, you're the improper influence. <laughs> Let me tell you something. She's going to come through with the you, me, and she. Yes, so we, 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 we got to do. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Listen, and she's going to have this. It's going to be straight. She's going to have this straight. It's going to be straight. Whatever it is, yes. it's going to be the straight ponytail or it's going to be the straight bang and the straight up. Yeah, watch. I'm excited. I need to see this. I I can't wait to see what she does, and I think she's gonna go back to a neutral tone. Mm-hmm. Her, her her regular earth tone, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I I have high hopes for for bye next week. Yeah. yeah. You can't be depressed with coloring your hair. It just don't work. No, it, you're right. It doesn't work that way. It's not how mm-hmm. it works. So really quickly, the green book. You mm-hmm. want to squeeze this one in? Yes. Okay, so we talked about this last week, and the Balmanac. Uh, <laughs> and basically, um, the Green Book helped keep African Americans safe on the road. This is from January tenth, right. twenty thirteen. Um, oh, so there's a a, a early, I mean a latest edition. Well, this article that I'm reading. About oh, here. oh, 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 okay. I thought there was uh-huh. a twenty thirteen version of the Green Book. I want it to be. I want it to be a 2016 ver- version. Yes. We, the Negro we Motorist it. Green Book, an international travel guide, USA, Alaska, Bermuda, Mexico, Canada, 1949 edition. And I believe they had something similar, like in uh, Bermuda or the Bahamas, they issued a travel warning saying mm-hmm. if you're African-American, if you're black and you go to America, be careful because the police, you know, this is an issue. It's recognized. Wow. This is a worldwide issue. And um, was it the U.N.? She's mm-hmm. been making statements about it, or was it the uh, ACLU? I forget. But, uh, One of them acronyms. Yeah, Google. Do your Google mm-hmm. to find out who's been you talking about it. You serve the same it. Google we serve. Amen. Amen <laughs> again. It says, carry your green book with you. You may need it. Travel is fatal to prejudice, Mark Twain. Travel strengthens America, and the cost of this was $0.75 cents back in nineteen. 19- what was that? Forty nine. Wow, that's kind of expensive for nineteen forty nine. Yeah. Seventy five cents. Um, so there was a program airing January fourteenth, uh, twenty fourteen uh, twenty thirteen, excuse me, on Independent Lens. Um, and it was by filmmaker Byron Hurt and he describes what it used to be like for African Americans to travel in the United States. And um they talk about is how Zeiss would take along box lunches in order to avoid being turned away from restaurants or dining cars. And he mentioned in passing a guide called the Negro Motorist Green Book, later known as the Negro Traveler's Green Book, or more commonly, simply the Green Book. Um, he's saying because of the limitations um, of the film, Blaine's documentary couldn't devote much time exploring this sidebar in Black history. So they decided to delve a little more deeply into the guide and many considered it indispensable for safe and embarrassment-free travel. So we all remember back in the day, you know, like they call it the chitlin circuit, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: entertainers would travel and they, you know, would have to hold their urine or, you know, their bathroom because they could not use the restaurant. Right. You know, they didn't serve colors, you right. know, and you couldn't use the bathroom, you couldn't eat if you did, you had to eat in the back or in the alley like if you had to travel with a white person they had to go buy the food for you mm-hmm. and bring it to you you ate outside in a car. So this book let it let it um African Americans know where they could travel and relatively be safe. Um the Green Book was published from nineteen thirty six until the passage of the Civil Rights Act in nineteen fifty four. Um, listed establishments across the U.S. that welcome Blacks during a time when segregation and Jim Crow laws often make travel difficult and sometimes dangerous. And you, honestly, I know a lot of Black people talk about, like, Black people, we don't, you know, they don't travel, niggas don't go nowhere. And it's like, you know what? This is why. Because so they were afraid, yeah. And there, you couldn't. It wasn't because right. you did not Like, same. you couldn't. And it's not safe. And that's just like, you know, the lady in Oklahoma, she was going to visit her friend and she got raped by Daniel Holtzbach, the police mm-hmm. officer. And if yeah. it wasn't for her, unfortunately, that case would have never got broken and he never would have got convicted. Right. But you see, it's it's still not safe for us to travel. Mm-mm. And, um, like, there are certain states, like, I will not go to, like, I've been to Mississippi, I've traveled through Alabama. But, no, no, there are certain towns and areas, like, no, I would not go. Yeah. you know not you talking about going to all these different places? You're like, oh, yeah, I just went up to Vermont, blah, da or I went over here. It was, like, in the woods and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you can do that because, you know, like, you're white. Right. But I don't stop in small towns in South Carolina. So no. So, I'm not, yeah, no. Yeah, there are certain places, like, you get. I get in, I just do my business, and I get out. Especially I, get I, I love a good road trip. Mm-hmm. I love to travel. I love to drive. I love to go places. I do. But there are certain places like, no, we're more likely to go to certain places.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, reading this, is like, wow, really making that connection. And so what they were saying is it says carry the green book with you. Um, you may need it. It the cover of the 1949 edition. Under that, um, a quote from Mark Twain, it says, travel is fatal to prejudice. So that was, yeah, very deep. Um, mm-hmm. It became very popular with 15,000 copies sold in its heyday per edition in its heyday, excuse me. It was a necessary part of road trips for many families. As horrendous as some of the issues African Americans were faced with, the guy referred to them in a sideways, almost genteel way, and they have an excerpt. Um, it's introducing the spring 1956 edition. It says millions of people hit the road each year to get away from their old surroundings to see and learn how people live and meet new and old friends. Modern travel has given millions of people an opportunity to see the wonders of the world. Thousands and thousands of dollars are spent each year on various modes of transportation. Money spent in this manner brings added revenue to tradesmen throughout the country. The white traveler has had no difficulty in getting accommodations, but with the Negro, it has been different. He, before the advent of a Negro travel guide, had to depend on word of mouth, and many times accommodations were not available. Now, there's a difference. The Negro traveler can depend on the green book for all the information he wants and has a wide selection to choose from. Hence, this guide has made traveling more popular without encountering embarrassing situations. So the tone was the same throughout the guide's history um the negro travelers inconveniences are many and they are increasing because today so many more are traveling individually and in groups inconveniences embarrassments they're bound to be sure but the guide tended not to directly allude to the genuine dangers faced by black travelers in certain areas the green book with its list of hotels, boarding houses, restaurants, beauty shops, barbershops, and various other services, and will certainly help solve your travel problems. Also. It was the idea of Victor H. Green, the publisher, in introducing the Green Book to save the travelers of his race as many difficulties and embarrassments as possible. Green, a Harlem postal worker and activist, thought of the guide in 1932, and four years later, the first edition rolled out. Um, in the 19, uh, let's see, the Vera C. DeShield in the spring 1956 edition. The idea crystallized when not only himself but several friends and acquaintances complained of the difficulties encountered. Oftentimes, painful embarrassment suffered which ruined a vacation or business trip. Our leaders and educators look forward to the day when, as a racial group, we will enjoy the rights and privileges guaranteed us, but as of now, withheld in certain areas of the United States. Of these United States, using and looking ahead, a trip to the moon. Who knows? It may not be improbable as it sounds. New York scientists is a New York scientist is already offering for sale pieces of real estate on the moon. When travel of this kind becomes available, you can be sure your green book will have the recommended listing. Oh, that's really cute. So they were trying to sell pieces of the moon in 1956. And. <laughs> That's true. Cool. So, like we need one of these now. I think that there are a couple different, like there's Travel Noir, and there are a couple other different groups. That, yeah, No Madness, um, well, I think, is one too, right? Yeah, they they um, encourage African Americans to travel, mm-hmm. and they are talking about, you know, different places and experiences. And, of course, you know, they've got that new business where you can buy your plane ticket on layaway. Okay, Honey come all the the way through on that shit. That's black hashtag give black. That is the best thing that they could have ever that and the um and I'll be I'll be happy when this one finally comes all the way to life, but the um black Airbnb. When that come when that is fully up and running, I cannot wait. I'm going to put mm-hmm. my ticket on layaway. I'm going to come stay at one of y'all's houses. I'm going to get my life. Luxuriating <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in uh, one of y'all's bathtubs. I'm going to clean it first, though, because I don't know y'all. <laughs> That'd be That's wonderful. Funny. It is. Cool. I'm looking forward to getting my um ticket on layaway yeah. because. I'm just looking forward to to getting out there and traveling and seeing yeah. some more, and experiencing some more, and um, I just know it's going to be fun. Yeah, and it's like a lot of people are like, oh, it's for people who can't afford to buy a ticket right away. Yeah, that's one reason. But do you know how easy it will be now to to make your budget out like. Now yep. you don't have to, like, worry about, oh, I need to come up with $500 so I can buy this plane ticket. Now you got to put what she asked for what down? a Was it a 100, what, 50% of the ticket down? or right. Maybe, like, I think, not, was it 50%? Anyway, you put down whatever the lady asked you to put down, and then you make bite-sized payments. Like, that just is so much simpler instead of you having to rob Peter and Paul to pay, to buy this ticket, because tickets are expensive. Like, just going to freaking Florida on a plane is expensive. Like, mm-hmm, <sighs> She mm-hmm. did the best thing ever. I'm going to use it. I'm going to go somewhere. Me too. And um, I'm going to dust off my passport and they going to do what it is. I'm and... going to get one for the first time in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I never yeah. we were outside of the U.S. and I'm excited. Yeah, go do it. Uh, and yeah. um, I I have read articles where they they've talked about um, some countries in Europe that are not friendly for African Americans and uh, that have some racial issues. I know that um, Germany and Spain were on the list that I read. Wait a minute, Go say- Spain have black? different parts of Spain. I think it's southern Spain, but I think northern Spain is very Eurocentric. I have to go back and read that. I don't that even know why bit. I just asked that because Dominican Republic have black people too and they don't see it for them. So I don't listen. even know why I just said that. So Anyway, strike from the record. Listen. So I'm still not going to ever go to the Dominican. No,
0: they don't get my money. They don't. Oh.
1: I don't go to the Dominican salon. I'm not. How are you going to do that to the Haitians? I'm over it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's too is much. A, yeah. So, yeah, I thought this was like a really um, interesting uh, thing. It came up last week. And uh, when you really read into it, 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 for me, it just drew a lot of parallels as to African-American travel habits. And why some people are reluctant and hesitant to go certain places. And um, I think this is really eye-opening. And I think we forget about, like, how much racism really affected us. Right. And the different levels in which it did. Like, this was serious. Like, we couldn't even just do the simple things like go on vacation. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know you talk about privilege, and it's like, young, like, you yeah, think know how I, much privilege you have, right? And it's the little things. That I'm pretty sure they people never even thought about that. Like, oh, yeah. you're black, you couldn't go there because you don't have to worry about that. Like, there are things that we think so about. We still can't we ride up come. the street without being harassed. What the Fuck. No, it's it's a lot. It is definitely. A lot. And I also thought was really interesting. Now, for these other topics over there, you want to just push these back to next week or whatever? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, we're going (laughs) on two hours. (laughs) We are.
1: (laughs) But just, you know. You're at it or oh, whatever, but, but you're, doing a, you're doing a good edit job, thank you. I'm going Thank you.
2: I'm
1: enjoying Had it. Uh, back. But... Yeah, so we're <laughs> doing this. We're making this happen. Yeah, yeah. So um, thank y'all for listening. Actually, did you know this is episode number 10? Is it number 10? This is number 10. We're like big kids now. We're like in the double digits. Yay. Oh,
0: I'm not big kid now.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like we're in double whole digits now. We're making it do what it does. So good or whatever. So I guess we can we can leave it right here. All right. All right, nigga. I'll holler at you or whatever. Bye. Peace.
2: Part of it is accepting that it's so much beauty in being black. And that's the thing that I guess I get emotional about because I've always known that. I've always been proud to be black. Never wanted to be nothing else. Loved everything about it. Just, it's such beauty in, in, in black people. And it really saddens me when we're not allowed to express that pride in being black and that if you do, then it's considered anti-white. No, you just pro-black, and that's okay. The two don't go together. Because you celebrate black culture does not mean that you don't like white culture or that you're putting it down. It's just taking pride in it. But what's irritating is when somebody says, you know, they, they're they racist, that's reverse racism, Or They have a black history month, but we don't have a white history month. Well, all we've ever been taught is white history. So why are you mad at that? Why does that make you angry? That is to suppress me and to make me not be proud.